Ask the Podcast Coach for May 16th, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. I think spring or maybe some hints of summer have finally arrived. Thank goodness. Of course, every season is good for a coffee pour. I think today's coffee pour is sponsored by podcastbranding.co. Make sure Uh, if if you go over there for Mark's site, make... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I mess up up the pour? There you go. I like it. Hey, if you go, if you use, if you heard it here and you go to Mark's site, let him know that you heard it here at the poor. So just yeah. so we can kind of track some of those analytics. Yeah. Podcastbranding.co, affordable, professionally designed podcast websites and artwork to help your show stand out. So if you need cover art, logos, websites, social media, ebooks, lead magnets, blogs, it's all there. Mark's an award-winning graphic and web designer with over 30 years in the design field. He's been podcasting since 2013 and he's branded over a hundred podcasts. If you want to see his work, go over to podcastrodeoshow.com. That's uh, I've got some of his stuff up over there now. He's eager to work with you. And uh, his mission is to ensure your podcast looks as professional as possible, offering you the best chance at success. And I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about one of those services where you, you, you kind of make a contest kind of thing. And I was like, you know, Mark does that better than that because he said he, he basically works personally with you He will even listen to your podcast to kind of get the vibe of it. So check it out, podcastbranding.co and tell him you heard him on the poor, (laughs) you know, so, but the, an email went out this week from Google and it's, it's making people crazy a little bit. I'm trying, I have a copy of it here. I don't know that this is going to work to share my screen, but what they basically said was We're working with an important update later this year. Google Podcast Manager will replace Google Play Music Podcast Portal as our home for podcast creators. Can we take a second just to go, it's about time. So uh, we recently launched uh, Podcast Manager to provide deeper analytics to help understand your listeners and reach them across Google Podcasts. Now, I'm not going to read this whole thing. They're basically saying that Google Podcasts is now available on Android and iOS. And you can basically go in and see how far people are listening, what percentage of your episode is being listened to and things like that. And for some reason, this email is putting people into a bit of a panic. Like, oh my gosh, what do I need to do? And the answer is nothing. If you're in Google Podcasts, you're in Google Podcasts. And now go over and I, the one thing I liked is the, I do another show called the Podcast Review Show. And the feed that was being used in Google Podcasts was the wrong feed. I had done some testing at Libsyn and they were pulling that feed. And I was like, oh, that's not the real one. And what was cool is they have a little button there that even lets you take a screenshot, which is kind of cool. And I said, hey, if you look at this other feed, you'll see that my email is the owner. And if you look at the feed I want you to use, you'll see that I'm the owner. It's the same email. And it's the email that I logged into to get into the Google Podcast Manager. So in other words, hey, it's me. I'm the owner of this. And I want you to use that feed. And what was weird is they kind of emailed back and said, hey, we got it. 
You should be good to go. And I logged back in, went to put that same feed in and it said, hey, we show you using this feed, like another feed has control of this. Do you want to use that feed or do you want to use the feed that you just put in? And I said, no, use the feed that I just put in. And there it was. Nice. So it, and that took maybe 24 hours. So it looks like they've got a team that's actually listening to you there. Wow. Uh, wow. People. And that's interesting. Yeah. And if you're not in Google podcasts, then go over to podcasts with an S podcast, Google, no, hold on podcast manager.google.com. And uh, that will get you going and you'll be in there. Like for some reason, I forget the show. It might've been asked the podcast. There was one that I was really surprised that I'd never checked to see if it was in there. I just kind of assumed it was, and it wasn't. And I was like, Oh, okay. And put it in. And I'm probably like everything else, three to five business days. It's in there. But the, the thing that gets me now is if somebody says, what would be the three places you want people to listen? I would say Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Why? Because all three of those give you additional stats and you can see how far. Now, Spotify doesn't give you how far people are listening, but they do give you age, like how, what, what age, you know, male or female, that kind of stuff. So that you don't get really, I think any place else, but both Google and Apple show people how far you listen. That's the good news. The bad news is, is even with Apple, it's only people that are using like Apple podcasts. So it's, you know, you look at it and you go, wow, I got, you know, a couple thousand downloads and I have whatever, 88 people using Google podcasts. It's like, I'm still not quite enough to really like use that as a a source for the the thing. So one of the reminders on Google podcasts, all these yeah. chapter of ever, your episode won't show up until it actually has a play. So you're not like if you publish, unlike unlike Apple and I in, in iTunes and those things. When you publish, you know you expect that to hit the feed pretty quick. On the stats, and if you show, uh, can you show my screen real quick, Dave? I'll, I'll show yeah. folks. So we last week, we'd had this episode, Dave McCabe, Lawn, Lawn Gadget Geeks. That didn't actually show up right away. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And I waited and went through the week. Well, finally got a play. And then it showed up. So you're not, don't don't go in here, publish your episode, and then go to Podcast Manager, Google Podcast Manager, and expect to see it there like you do yeah. with Apple. It won't be there. And then... There's also a, a transfer button. I, I actually claimed Home Gadget Geeks last week during the show. And there is now a transfer button that shows up. So you can go up there. And it it went out and said, oh, hey, here's some, here are some episodes you had in, in Google Play that you might want to move over. Then you can click the verify and view, view analytics button. It will verify as easy as it did when, because we did that last week. Yeah. Really quick and easy to verify. And, and then you can do that. And so it, it found a few of my podcasts, not all of them, but it did anything. Maybe these are the only ones I had in, in Google Play. So I have to go back and I'd have to go back and look at that. So I'm um, pretty impressive so far. Like, I mean, they're actually getting, they're making it simple. They're doing some things right. I'm not sure why people are freaking out about the email, but you know. I, I think it's just, you know, sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And there are many people that, they just don't handle the technology side. And so when something comes in and says we're moving and deleting, you're like, wait, 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 hold on. So, but that was the definitely ticket of the week at Libsyn. Like, what do I need to do here? And the answer is, and I would just go over and I would say, you're already in Google podcasts. So here's the link, put that, you know, on your website and drive people to that. And Oh, by the way, if you want additional stats, 
go claim it in Google Podcasts. It, it does help too if you're keeping a single Google account for all of these. Yeah. So if you've submitted under Google Play with different Google accounts, it's going to struggle because it's using, I think it's using the, the your account ID to kind of match things up. So if you did one of those things, and I know some podcasters did this, they created an email address per podcast. And sometimes they set the, the Google was easy to use for that, easy to create mm. accounts on Google uh, when they were free. I think they're still free. Yeah. Uh, you can, you, you, you may struggle because you have to log out and log in and the podcast manager. I don't know how that'll work. Probably won't right away if you have different Google accounts, right? What, what it does is it'll say, so let's say I had asked the podcast coach at gmail.com, but I sign in with school of podcasting at gmail.com and I go, here's my feed. It's going to go, Hey, you're not the email on that account. So we sent a code to that email. So then you have to go check your email, get the code, put it in. And it says, Oh, okay. You just proved you own that feed and off you go. And then uh, Brandon has mentioned another thing. You can actually add other viewers, editors and admins to each show. Yeah. That's pretty handy. That was pretty nice. I saw that this morning when I logged in, I was like, Oh, okay. This is handy. Now, Google's already got that functionality in their analytics, you know, in the analytics pieces mm. and on YouTube. So good for them for adding that pretty quickly to this. Cause that again, for, for networks or people who have multiple hosts or co-hosts on there, pretty handy. Yeah. They had a uh, Zach who's like captain Google podcast. And I forget the other guy's name who I think is more of the, the technical side of Google podcast on the new media show with Rob and Todd, and they spent a good, I think they're supposed to spend 30 minutes. I think Todd kept them for 45 every time going, I know I need to let you go, but I got to ask one more thing. Um, and it was really uh, interesting to see them just like they even Rob brought up feed burner, which I thought was interesting. And they kind of went, yeah, it's, it's as much as we all thought it was going to be dead They're They're not killing it because so many people are using it apparently still. And it's, it's kind of interesting how, they're, they're kind of going, what can we do with this? Chris asked in the chat room here, any idea how to remove a podcast from Google dashboard that doesn't exist? That doesn't exist. That's kind of like if the tree falls over, how do you, because I know you can go into, and it's weird, you can put the iTunes block tag in it, because that's what I did when they, what had happened is I'd used the, in this case, the podcast review show as a test on something in Libsyn. So they were looking at that feed and I'm like, no, no, that's the wrong one. And so I put it's, I think it's just, you know, the little carrot thingy. It's iTunes block. I think there's also like a Google block, but the actual guys in from Google said, yeah, just put the iTunes block in there. And that's a way for the, whatever the technology to say, Hey, don't put this in Google, which is uh, kind of something that a lot of people were running into because they were having all these private feeds and stuff and Google kept finding them and putting them out in public. And people were like, Hey, that's not supposed to happen. And so you can put this iTunes block in the, in your feed somewhere. And in theory that will stop that. But in terms of if it's in the dashboard, yeah, I don't see a delete or remove or I don't, I was looking I, w- I was looking for that as well. I do see there is a drop down on the page uh, that also contains all the various. So where your podcast is in the top, if you have others associated with it, you can upper left, click that, drop it down. It'll show the other podcasts associated. And if it's found some and they're not verified, it'll, it'll also post them there. Nice. And uh, Jim, uh, do you feel bigger this morning? I do. Because right now you are on the flat panel 
in Rainy Cantrell's studio this morning. So that's always, I had, I sent, I sent uh, Ray Ortega a picture of, cause I have a a pretty large TV in my living room. And uh, I said, Ray, man, you are in my living room right now. This giant picture of Ray's head. And he's like, dude, he goes, nobody looks that good in 4k. Stop it. So (laughs) nobody looks that good in 4k. Yeah. Jeremy says, I have, I have individual feeds. And on all shows and all shows feed, how are you doing the all shows feed? We'd love to know that. Somebody asked that a couple of weeks ago. One of my show feeds isn't showing up in Google podcast because they think it's the same as the show one support was responsive. And then, Ooh, then silence. That's not good. So they do have this little button that you can even take screenshots with, but I would just reach, they seem like they're, you know, they know it's like, this is a first impression and they know we all talk to each other. So they're, I think they're, you know, we'll we'll see. It, it does appear like they've learned from past mistakes on this one. Like they're like, okay, let's launch it with a little more than just the minimum. Let's not yeah. launch it and then walk away from it. Like let's actually respond to it and yeah. let's kind of find some ways to find support for this. I mean that that it actually looks like they're trying to support it. So it, good on them. I've been really hard on Google, and uh, we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, the the verdict's still out. Right? That that's the thing I like is we've all been like, come on, Google. You know, that was like the rally cry for a while and they're like okay well here we go and so I'm, i'll am i be interested to see i guess what i want to see now is if we can get their usage up because they're still like one percent i think of people are using google podcasts things like that i i'm i so wish that they were the guys that would come out with a commercial that's like podcast now available on google you know but like because the thing i think we need more now than anything because Daniel was talking, uh, if you go over to my podcast review slash stats, we had a huge number of new podcasts in April and in May. And so what we're kind of getting disproportionate with now is the number of podcasts versus the number of listeners. That's that's an opinion. I don't know that that's a fact, but I, I think that's on the, the right track. And uh, I think we're going to, I thought about that today. I should make a video on my phone of here's how you subscribe to a podcast and put it out on my Facebook feed. Uh, if you didn't know that on an iPhone, there's now the ability to record your screen. It's it's super easy. So that's pretty handy, actually. To be honest, yeah. yeah. Jeremy says I'm using PowerPress category podcasting. Each show has a category. It, that makes it super easy. And then they're all then all shows category. I do, you know what? I should have known that. Yeah, shows will be in theirs and all. That's how yeah. I do it. Yeah, category uh, podcasting in in PowerPress is pretty slick. There's another one. I forget the other one I used. All categories by default, right? It makes one for you. All the above. Yeah. 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 And I know there was another one where where you'd get a separate box for each show. I I know there's category and then there's the other one. Channel. Channel. Category and channel. I use category for the, for the audio feeds for me on home, for home gadget geeks, for everything on the average guy at TV category for the, audio feeds and then I have two video feeds per podcast, a video small, video large. And then those go on channel. So those have the those have the channel. I don't know why I separated them. I just did. It was just the easiest way to do it. It was fun. <laughs> it was well, I was figuring yeah. out I mean, PowerPress is complicated. <laughs> you know, it can you be get in there, you're like, holy moly, this thing is and both I think what confuses people is both category and channel can do the same thing. They have a yeah. little bit different purposes, but they're the same in, in essence, there's the same thing. And so it confuses people and there's a lot of options, you know, options equal confusion. So there's just a lot of, lot of things you can do and like check boxes everywhere and different tabs, you know? So it's, it, it can be a little overwhelming for somebody new. 
that's on my list of things to do is I've heard both Mike and Todd say they've redone the back end and I use blueberry for the podcast review show. And when I go in it, the back end didn't really look a whole lot different. And I, so I, I know it is because they said they made it simpler. Chris asked in the chat room, are we on Spreaker today? No, we, the, the laptop is down on the couch. It turns out I had a, here's a fun thing that you can't prepare for, but you just kind of have to roll the punches is what happens when the power goes off. And so I was literally in the shower and all of a sudden I, I first, I heard beep, beep coming from my office, which means the, all my power, what are those things called? It's, it's like a UPS is what they're called. U, UPS Yes. heard that beeping. And I was like, that's weird. And literally like half a second later, I hear this huge boom in the, in the meanwhile, I'm in the dark in the shower. And so the power went out. And what was interesting is I eventually drove to McDonald's. I was going to try to hack their Wi-Fi. And about that time, I use uh, Google Wi-Fi, thanks to to Jim. You're the one that mentioned getting a, uh, I got a new, the thing with the multi-jack. Yeah, you got a router. I got a router and Google Wi-Fi. And Google Wi-Fi came on my phone and said, hey, we're back online. I was like, oh, I don't have to do this anymore. But it's it does make you roll with the punches. Yeah. My favorite was speaking of the podcast review show. Eric uh, K. Johnson from Podcast Talent Coach is my co-host on that show, and he lost power in the middle of the show. Mm. And this is where having the Roadcaster Pro comes in really handy because it's me and we're on Streamyard, and it's our the guy that's getting reviewed and Eric. Eric poofs off, and he sends me a text. It's like I lost power. All I have is my phone, and I just. Plugged him into the Roadcaster Pro, called him on the phone and brought him in. And he couldn't see what we were, you know, you couldn't see the guest anymore. But I would, uh, you know, knowing that he couldn't see us, I would just very deliberately go, Eric, what do you think of that? What do you do? So he could kind of continue on. But we, 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 we rolled to the end of the episode with Eric on the phone. So I, I think that's something that podcasting in general, uh, do you think it boosts your, your skills and rolling with the punches? Oh, for sure. Yeah, you you get way better at that. And, and what I found, I've just gotten better at interviewing people. You know, I, I all week last week I did seven last week, and then this week I had a couple. And I've been doing interviews for we've been doing customer testimonials. So I just been jumping on Streamyard, hit record. We ask them some standard questions, record those. You you just get better at interviewing people. And all of them said to me like, "Hey, wow, that was thank you. Like that was really fun. I the, you make it you make this easy." And I hear that from, from one person, you know, you'd be like, okay, that's maybe, maybe that's okay. But when everybody says it to you, you start going, okay, I think, I think this is making me a better interviewer. So there is a skill set, Dave, of being able to listen, be ready for the next question, be able to handle and roll with the punches, and then also be able to go anywhere where your guest is going. So if you get locked into your questions, Chances are you're going to miss some good stuff. If you're listening too much and not thinking about the next question. Now, you can edit this out. But if you're doing live to the hard drive, if there's a long, awkward pause and then you're like, OK, I need a second to think of the next question. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not as smooth either. So, you know, just after doing it for a while, I think you get better at it. I have done that in the in the past where if I'm just need a second, like especially if somebody's giving me a really good answer and I just get totally sucked into what they're talking about when they get done, I'm like. Oh yeah, I should have a question now. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'll just be like, I think this is at point one. 
Okay, here's yeah. where we're going to go. Then I'll just. Uh, I physically, so I flip between listening and thinking about, okay, what's the next question? So yeah. it's weird. I, I've caught, you know, you, you kind of think. So I'm listening, listening, listening for keywords, trying to understand, okay, where are they going with this? And then I'm thinking, does this match my next question? Or should I pivot on this one and ask them and follow up on it? Is this interesting? And then in my brain, if that's yes, then I, I feel like I turn a page and go, okay. Now I need to think if I'm going to follow up with them, what's the appropriate follow-up question so they have time to think about their answer? I do like to give them a little bit of time. So, you know, you throw something out early, repeat the question a little bit, just especially if they didn't prepare for it. That's the other thing, right? Mm-hmm. We get outlines from a lot of our guests. I get outlines and I have no problem making the shifts in the outlines when I know that that's where they're going to go because that's what they wrote. But if I'm going to go off the script, I need to give them a clue I've gone off script. So I need to say in there something to the fact like, okay, let me follow up to that so that they know that we're, okay, we're staying in the same section, but it's going to be a different question. Or because I've had some, I've had some guests where I've (laughs) asked, I've pivoted or tried to come back to the same, you know, a follow-up question. And they just go to the next answer in the script. Oh, you know, you're like, oh, no, that didn't really work. But okay, you weren't really even listening to my question. Were you? No, you they're were just there. waiting for me to shut up. Yeah, just going to the next question. And so... Oh, um, that's bad. Yeah, well, it's you cover it, you know. Yeah. This week I had one where the the guest went only went halfway through what they wanted to say. And and the the second half of it, we needed to cover. It was really good stuff. So I just made up a question on the fly that made sure it covered the second half. And I could see as she was answering the question, she got this big smile on her face, knowing I had saved her in right. the, I'd saved her at this point. Like, oh yeah, I guess I didn't get all the way through that material. She had quit before she got done. So that stuff takes practice. And I think the more you do of it, I've I've probably done a thousand interviews now, at least in in the last you know seven, eight, nine, ten years. It just takes practice, and you get better with it. And it doesn't mean you get it right all the time. I flub some stuff, you know, still flub stuff sometimes. Yeah. So, but practice makes it better. I didn't know this. Miss Eileen says you can have guests on mobile with Streamyard. Yeah, you just you can't start one on Streamyard, but I think you can have guests for sure. I've joined, joined StreamYard from from my mobile. I guess you just have to probably use Chrome. Yeah, I would think would be the the key. Well, yeah, you may be able. To, I hear that that gets a little technical. You might be able to use any of the browsers. Uh, I've never done that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. going back to the old uh, Google Podcast, have they have protected feeds gotten any easier? Uh, have an online coaching program. I'd love to distribute via a feed instead of email. Well. Said the Libsyn shill, you know, there is my Libsyn, but that's, that's made for like a paid program. Like people pay X amount of money and you can see exactly, you know, so if somebody, uh, you know, they pay, they get access, they quit paying, they don't get access kind of thing. That is because there is the Libsyn, we have a thing called file for download only. And that is kind of security through obscurity. So you get a link. So in theory, the only people that can use that file is people that have the link. It does not stop them from sharing that link. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. And you can embed a player in your membership site. So the only way they can get to that is, so that's pretty secure. But even that, you know, as long as you turn off the download, that's one of the things I was watching. PodFest has a thing going on right now, an online summit. And I was watching it this morning. And it's it's kind of weird because there's I, I get both sides of this. I log in, I start watching a presentation, and I'm like, oh, there's no download, and there's no download the audio. So I'm like, uh, if I'm going to probably really consume these, 
I have to, you know, record it in Hindenburg and then export the audio, things like that. And I was like, ah, oh. but on the other hand, I totally get why. Cause if you gave everybody the audio, it's way too easy to throw that on a Dropbox and, and share it in that whole nine yards. Miss Eileen says iOS users will be on Safari. And of course she has a tutorial on her channel. And if you uh, let not, me know, not, not all iOS users use Safari, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't, <laughs> but I've got a fun tool for you, Jim. You said you're collecting testimonials. Yeah. It is. If you go to, I think it's voice. Hold on a second. I actually, I wrote down testimonials. I didn't write down the technology. It is video ask. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash video ask, it's actually a tool. And this is, I could see like SP over at Better Podcasting, Bandrew at um, podcastage.com, who are always trying to get their audience involved, but they do a video show. And I, I've tried a couple of times where you play audio clips in a video and it's kind of, I don't know. To me, it seems boring, especially if it's like a minute long, a minute of watching somebody go and you're just listening. It's like, mm, not really sure that that works, but it's so you can send, if you go to school of pot here, let me put this in the chat room right now. You, that's right. You could potentially be a blurb on the back of my book, profit from your podcast coming out in theory in July, 20, uh, 20 like a long time ago when you first started doing it, but yeah. it's getting close, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I've got a new, I've been handed off to another team member, which is, I think I'm going to say next week, can we get on the phone? Cause I just want to like, I just want to know exactly where we're going, but if you go to school of podcasting.com slash blurb and blurb is B L R B L U R B. He said school of podcasting.com slash blurb. Uh, you can see there where you can leave a video, uh, you can leave audio and you could actually just type it in. Of course, being the podcaster, I am the, the text is great. Always appreciated. Audio is great. Cause I can play my podcast. Video is great because it's, you know, it's, it's like the way people learn and there, you know, text is some people like to read. Some people like to hear, but man, if you can see it and hear it, it's like, that's even better. And what's great is they have a free program, which is what I'm using right now, because I don't care if it says, I can never remember the name of this company. Video Ask, I think is it. I always want to say Voice Ask, and it's Video Ask. VideoAsk.com if you want to go there direct. But if you're going to buy something, go through Dave's link. Yeah, schoolofpodcasting.com slash Video Ask. And I'm like, I don't care if there's branding on that. I could see. And it's, I think, 30 bucks a month. It's from the people that make Typeform. Mm -hmm. So if you've ever done a Typeform, and they have a thing, it's kind of weird. It's like if you want to do a survey... You can add logic to it, meaning you could have a video of you saying, hey, do you have a podcast or are you you know, still thinking about launching one? And if they say, I'm thinking of launching one, it goes over and there's another video of you saying, what's your biggest hurdle of starting a podcast? So it's, it's if you answer this, go to this kind oh. of thing, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And then they can either reply again via audio, video or text. So it's a little more than like speak pipe, which I want to say is 12 bucks a month. It's 30 bucks a month. It's, it's not cheap, but if you're trying to do video stuff and there was a company for a while that had uh, a video kind of response system and it was free and I, it's so hard to believe it turns out free is not a good business model and they went out of business. They had a paid program, but it was like either free or a million dollars. And it was like, mm, we kind of need something in between to, to get you going. But I, I set it up and started using it and was like, well, that's easy. And what's really cool 
is I saw where Matt Rafferty from the author inside Cause I put this in the school of podcasting. I'm like, Hey, anybody want to be a blurb, you know? And so he left the text one, but it's cool. Cause there's a reply button that I can click on and say, Hey Matt, thanks so much for leaving a, a blurb in that whole nine yards. So, but the, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get with my contact and like, can I get a copy of the book, an ugly version, but an edited version? Cause I want to start working on the audio book. I would like to have them. I don't want to wait till the book's out to start recording the audiobook because mm-hmm. I would like them both out at yeah, the same time. Have them launch at the same time, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what I've been doing is my old book, which was interesting. It was written the last time it was updated with 2014. Man, have things changed in six years. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking in the book about how being on the Apple charts can actually do things for you. And now it's like, don't worry about the charts. You know, they're, they're going to give you a small spike. But back then there was an actor, oh, something chat show, whatever it was. But he was actually, he had shared his numbers and he was getting some, some, some traction on the charts. So what I started doing is giving away my old version of the book. Like chapter one is if you go to more podcast money, you're going to start hearing me give away that entire book because it's, it's still good content. But it's funny because like the dedication was to my wife, Diane, and my stepkids. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't work anymore. (laughs) So Arnie says in the chat room, any suggestions for learning about setting a podcast network up beyond the SOP episode? Something maybe a little more tactical than overall strategy. Yes. Uh, Second line themes. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash second S-E-C-O-N-D line is a great theme for that. Other than that, you got to answer that question why? Because everybody I know, when I they jokingly said it, when I said, what would you say to somebody who wants to start a network? They all went, don't, don't do it. Don't just, because it's a lot of work. And I would get the, you know, start thinking about what is the criteria to bring them on? What is the criteria to kick them off? Who owns what? You know, but in the end, like, why are you doing this? Because mm-hmm. it's, I've only had one person say they found one of my other shows at powerofpodcasting.com. Now that particular network updates itself. There's That is a hands-off network. Again, Second Line Themes has a great plugin that will just randomly, like once a day, scan my RSS feed. And if there's a new episode, it adds it to the site. So I don't do a thing and that thing updates itself. The bad news is, is because I have shows on so many different media hosts, like for whatever reason, and I need to talk to the guy at Pinecast, my featured image or whatever you would call it, the artwork does not come over in my feed. I need to to dive into that. And that's just one of those things that's like, like number 14 on my list of things to do. Cause I don't, again, power of podcasting.com is not a high priority in the world of Dave Jackson. So, but anything else you can think of, Jim? You know, the, the question why is a good one because it'll, it will drive all the things you do. I, I don't, you know, I, I, I think the days of folks coming to your site and perusing through it are, are kind of gone. You know, the you know, blogs get read, but the, even, even in the blog space, it's so messy now. I mean, there's so many robot blogs, right? Or there's so many robot news sites, or there's just so much written content out there. There's so many sites because of SEO, there are whole, you know, there are whole companies that just set up sites that are, the, the, the pages don't actually say anything. They're just optimized for SEO. They do say things, right? But they're expert, they're expert blogs on cooking and they're expert blogs, whatever your, whatever your subject is, chances are there's a couple sites out there that have 
that are just written to, to dominate the space in for SEO and that. So I'm not sure. Sometimes when we think of a network, having a network, a podcast network, the site itself, I don't think is as important as the coordination between the podcasts. So you have some great opportunities to cross, um, cross promote in those. You have some great opportunities to, for one to mention the other. If they're diverse or they have diverse audiences, there's a chance to, for them to share those audiences. So I think some of the stuff you do in the, in the podcast is way more important than any site you create to do it. We all in the days of networked, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine years ago when we we're creating networks. The site was kind of the king at that point. And, and I think cross promotions now are what's mentioned in there is way more important. But the why, what are you trying to do with it? You know, beyond cross promotion, what's the, what's the value of having a network? I think that question has to be answered. And I think for some who figure out how to work it, I think it can be very, very valuable. But I think for most people, you know, uh, if you're going to get, or is it your own network? Dave, you have enough podcasts that you could create your own network. It makes sense. You know, I have this saying where two or more are gathered, there will be conflict. And so <laughs> you're going to bring in a host or if you're going to bring in a partner, then you're going to fight over money and maybe not. But you know what I'm saying? These conflicts come in, right? Yeah, I, I put a link on the Audacity to podcast. Daniel did an episode on why he retired his network. And he basically said he he was saying it didn't make sense because he had they were all supposed to be a certain type of podcast. But in the end, he had like one on productivity. He had a TV show podcast. He had, they're all and they're all well done and they were great shows, but there was no common theme. And he was like, I think there needs to be a a, a common theme and uh, one common theme that I can think of when I think of these people. Before you do those, these oh. people, can we get just another quick? Oh yeah, another quick soundbite. Oh yeah, I just, I just want to. Uh, there we go. Now let's let's thank our awesome subscribers. <laughs> I was telling Jim this morning. I said when you look for a coffee pour, it's hard to find one that doesn't sound like somebody going to the bathroom. I was like, that's that's not good. But uh, we always want to thank our awesome supporters at askthepodcastcoach.com/slash/awesome. The teachers, Pat, if you're looking for one-on-one consulting at a discounted rate, you can do that by signing up. Now, when you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and click on the link to Patreon, I think you have to click on like more options to see that. So if you go over there and you're like, I didn't see it, ah, you got to gotta do that. But we always like to thank our $20 supporters, people like Greg at debtshepherd.com, Glenn the Geek Hebert over at horseradionetwork.com, Max Trescott up in the air at aviationnewstalk.com. Shane at spybrary.com. Carl White at Life in the Carolinas with an S podcast.com. Kim Craggy at Toastmasters101.net. And Ed Sullivan at SonicCupcake.com. It's just fun to say Sonic Cupcake. Can I just it's just it's a great brand name. It, is. it really uh, is. Memorable. And yeah, we're not gonna do we did that last week. So if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and uh, one thing i wanted to and i lost i just lost my you ever how oh, there it is uh carrie had put a thing in i can't find it here it is yes have you ever heard of JotForm? we're talking about uh video ask she says you can create an audio response from using JotForm, and it's free i can think up to a hundred plan they have a free plan hundred meg uh, a, a starter plan there and but they've got 24 29 and 79 dollars a month plans out there as well 
Brandon says, I've just started a network. Mm. We're pulling together for networking, for a collective bargaining for with fan cons when they come back. And so that we can sell network sponsorship. Yep. That's one of the reasons why. And he's, he's got a, a, again, there's a great idea, common thread. They're all same type of people and man have, have agreements in place, have, have agreements in place and have agreements in place. Like I I can't emphasize that enough. Make sure everybody's the, the, the legal aspect of these things can be super complicated and everybody's friends until money's involved. And then, you know, then it gets sticky. So I'm sure Brandon, that you, you've thought through all those, but, can't emphasize this enough. Make sure you have written agreements. Everybody signed. If if money's if this is going to be a money thing, I mean, just yeah, I can't emphasize that enough. You have to you have to all agree on what you're doing, how the money's being split, who's responsible for it, because it's not going to make money right away, and then people are going to be pissed because like, why why didn't they? Where's our where's my, you're hiding my money? Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It's going to happen. It will happen. You have to. Yeah. You're going to lose people. You're going to lose friends over this thing. Well, the other thing is if you, when it comes, so let's say you get a ad deal and I guess this doesn't work. I, I, I was thinking if they just gave you like one lump fun for the whole network, that's where it ha- where it gets crazy because then who gets, you know, show a is really bringing in about 40% of the downloads. Mm-hmm. So does he get 40% of the check or does she get, you know, but I, when you think about it, I don't think an ad spend would be that way. It would be X amount per episode per show. It's, it's just going to get, that's yeah, where it's well, tricky. How do you do that? When this guy gets more downloads, right. who's going to advertise for exactly? No, that, that's exactly right. Dave, you get a pop. So one of them pops and goes, gets popular. Then they start saying, well, do I really need the network? I'm a big deal on the network. Like you guys should be serving me, you know? And, and so all those things kick in when you're, when you're doing, I think that's something good to look at. Have that, have those well-defined, whatever you're going to do for each other. Yeah. Craig brings up a good point. Not only money, but areas of responsibility. Who's going to do what? Yeah. You know, I I almost, I, okay. I haven't, I haven't thought of this before, but just an idea. You might want to set it up like you would set up, uh, uh, you know, an LLC where, or a, when you incorporate, you know, you need to have a board. So there needs to be a president and a vice president and a secretary and and somebody doing the financial stuff or whatever those positions are. You may actually want to, define that what that board looks like and and just so you know who's in charge like at the end of the day groups don't do things you know you when you when you're when you're forming a business it's not a this isn't this isn't a group of people holding hands singing kumbaya it's you're going into battle and the military has learned that in battle there needs to be one person in charge (laughs) right calling the plays making the decisions if you think you're going to do this by groupthink probably not going to go very well. Yeah. Especially if it gets stressed. Right. And so there maybe needs to be some rotating positions and some of those kinds of things. Carrie says as someone working on a group effort, which is a wedding vendor association with three other people, this who's doing what thing is coming up a lot and we don't have a leadership structure yet. Boom. Yeah. You should. should. And you know, this isn't, this isn't anything new. Like these, these kinds of corporate boards have been set up for hundreds of years take take that model and and say hey so we're gonna together we're gonna say hey this person has these responsibilities and these responsibilities at the end of the day when a decision has to be made we're gonna grant (laughs) this person the responsibility to do it that doesn't work for podcasters very well by the way (laughs) yeah and she says and consequently things are taking forever to get done the other thing 
anytime you get groups involved, and we have bangs on deck here coming up here in a second, is when you get like, let's say you're, you know, you start off, you're the network head and you bring on one person and then they bring on two other people based on the criteria that you've set for, hey, they fit, they're going to be the, you know, they're going to be a good fit. But now you've got three friends and you're the start guy and they're like, hey, we want to do this with the network. And you're like, hmm. That's not really going to, it's, it, that gets, anytime you get people together, you're going to get politics yeah. and, and, you know, so it, it gets a little icky. We um, had, um, uh, Mike Howard approached me way back in the day when we were first starting the average guy TV. And I, I said, Hey, you want to join my network? And he thought about it and got back to me, goes, no, I'm not really good at people telling me what to do. So I'm just going to do my own thing. And that was really smart. Like to be like, Hey, I, I should know who I am you know, and I know how I work. And if I don't, if I want to be the boss, I'm going to have to find some people who will follow me. If not, maybe a network's not a great idea. Yeah. Randy says, if everybody's in charge, nobody's in charge. And uh, Brandon says, two of us on his network are the network owners. One is the main guy. I'm the operations guy. When they have a committee of reps from each of the shows right now, we're in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. The Gaga phase is what my mom used to call that. But uh, coming up to the show, you know, him, we love him. Mr. Naughty Bits himself. Hey, Banks. Uh, how are you, buddy? Pretty darn good. What I wanted to call in about. I ran into something really interesting. As we all know, you're allowed to take any commercial music you want if you play only eight seconds and you don't make money, right? I'm sorry. That's you've underbit. No. Can't use any of it. Can't use any of it. Well, darn. darn it. What are you going to do? Turns out there are companies out there that sell royalty-free music that you can use in various places, sound effects, music beds, all kinds of exciting stuff, photo stock, videos, whatever you need. Somebody will sell it to you, and you can use it wherever you want based on their license terms. Well, I needed something, and I couldn't find it with the service I was previously using. And I had a Humble Bundle or something, and it had a service bundled in from a few months ago, and I thought, I'll give these guys a try and see if I can find something useful there. I went in got my account up to date and working and all that good stuff with them and found what I was looking for. And then I was looking through the licensing and I was, as I assumed on the cheapo YouTuber, you can monetize your channel service and they didn't actually specify podcasting. So like a good little boy, I asked to make sure that you could podcast with it. Right. Anyway. Yeah. You can podcast but you can't put it on Spotify. Mm. Wait a second. Podcasts are on Spotify now. And I clarified this and I clarified this and I kept on trying to clarify this and they raised me up to a higher level for free rather than clarify the issue. Interesting. So as far as I can tell this particular uh, royalty free service on their basic YouTuber, you can podcast uh, social media plan excludes explicitly Spotify podcasts. Mm. That's weird. That is interesting. No, that's, that's, that's interesting. Oh, it was Spotify and they can, if they, they can do it, they can get it done. It's interesting. Yet yeah, checking terms and conditions, especially on music is super important. Well, I, 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 I think I annoyed them to the point that I was trying to clarify this one point. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what 9% according to, uh, Lipson's 
March stats uh, yeah. overall in about 30% of Android usage. Common. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not a non-existent marketplace. Yeah. yeah that's, I, I yeah. know for years, I, I still kind of recommend audio jungle, but their terms are a little blurry when you go over there on, can you use it in a podcast or, or not? I've been using now, I use audio blocks, which is just a yearly subscription and you can use, and they've basically said, yeah, you can, you know, I asked them about it, but it's, it's, yeah, some of these are, are stick. It's weird that they would like, I guess my, my, the only thing I can think of is if you put it in Spotify, is it going to trigger something to go, Hey, that's, you know, they have to pay royalties on it or I, maybe it's not so royalty free. I know that's weird. During the back and forth, I was very explicit that there's the Spotify music session that I'm not going anywhere near. That's right. more commercial. I understand that. But I'm in the podcast section. There's nothing different here than what you would find in the Apple Podcasts section. And it's not for money. Uh, I'm not, it's not behind a the paywall. There's no commercial benefit to it. And they just wouldn't answer the question. Yeah. I don't think they wanted to have somebody out there saying, yeah, they said I could put it on Spotify. Yeah. But they ended yeah. up giving me, uh, comping me about $150 worth of additional privileges. <laughs> well, there you go. Answer the question. Sounds yeah. like you called your uh, internet service provider and told them you were going to change. And they're like, oh, no, no, we'll make it cheaper for you. You'll make yeah. it cheaper. Stay. Stay. Yeah. You know. Jeremy asked, didn't the feed say Spotify doesn't want any music and podcasts? They don't want you to do a music podcast. Yeah. Like, hey, it's Dave's Electric Blues Hour. They're like, nope, yeah. sorry. Mixes. Yeah, Even there's, there's other. Music, it's weird. But yeah. yeah, this is just for sound effects and music beds or something under another yeah. audio stream to cover the sins of the recording or something yeah. like that. Intros, outros, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Well, it could also be that, you know, Spotify's new to this and it could be their terms and conditions were written in a day pre Spotify and they're just no lawyers want to say anything until it's all been reviewed. So I bet that pinged its way around their legal teams to be like, Hey, what do And they're like, I don't know. We haven't thought this. We haven't, we and don't know. Even Spotify has been changing their own terms and conditions. So it did go up the chain of yeah. command. So yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. I bet it, I bet their legal team took a look at it and said, uh, "We don't want to answer." That's I mean, the legal folks when they don't when they don't like it when they're not comfortable, they just don't answer. <laughs> like we're not going to say anything and literally null value. They say nothing. So you can you know they they may have been internally struggling with it on their own. Yeah, cool, awesome. Thanks, thanks. Anything else? You guys take care. Yeah. See you, Banks. Thanks for jumping in. We had a question from Mark. StreamYard on mobile. Squadcast doesn't work on mobile yet. I believe it works on one or the other. I want to say Android. How does the audio quality from StreamYard compare to Squadcast? It's so much better. Would you ever ditch Squadcast and only use StreamYard? Now, here's the thing on that. StreamYard, because like right now, I'm recording this locally on my my roadcaster. So in a way I don't really need Squadcast because I'm doing what Squadcast does. I have separate tracks. Now it's going through the internet compression, you know, thing that, you know, WebRTC or whatever it's using on the back end. I always say it's listenable. I know editors are like, ugh, anytime you say zoom or things like that. For me, it's like, eh, it's better than the phone and it's listenable. But I interviewed Karen from Good Girls Get Rich, she's a LinkedIn guru on Zoom because I forgot to send her a Squadcast. And then the next episode, I was back to Squadcast. And just, it's, and again, we're talking, 
we're splitting hairs, but just the clarities, the S's and the T's are dramatically different. It just sounds like they're in the room with you. So, but there, if a lot of people are talking about clean feed because it's free and you don't get separate tracks unless you pay 30 bucks a month. But I went over and looked at it. I have a, a client of mine who will be the first to say, I am technology challenged. And I'm like, Squadcast is like the best. It's, it's super easy to use, but they don't take PayPal. And for some reason, that was a deal breaker for mm-hmm. her. And I was like, I don't know. I said, but Squad, uh, Clean Feed is free. So it's, you're not going to get the separate tracks and things like that. But some people, depending on your, your uh, comfort level with technology, Maybe you don't want the separate tracks. If you're going to be doing, if you're outsourcing the editing, by all means, your your editor will love it. I just heard about this particular company, Soundstripe. I heard about them on the podcast from, it's now called Podcast q and used to be 5-Minute Mondays from the guys over at Buzzsprout. Soundstripe, where I got my audio for my podcast, that I have to license the song every time there's a new episode to be legal I play an a, I pay an annual fee so it doesn't cost more, but it's annoying. That does sound annoying. Icky. Yeah, music is just, yeah, music is so messy. Yeah. And then Brandon, going back to the Squadcast thing, the audio is all dependent on the microphones. I've done one with two people on mobile who joined and sounded okay, and the other sounded terrible. Their think, connection too, right? Their, yeah, their connection exactly. matters. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel is asking, does anyone have a Bluetooth speaker or earbuds you like listening to podcasts? <laughs> in this? I do. It's this one right here, the JBL. And what's great about it, it's somewhat waterproof. And you just hook this on the, the shower curtain hanger thingy, my Bob. And so it ends up being about ear level. And so it doesn't have to be nice. super loud. I, I, nice. so people, I listen to shower. I listen to showers in the podcast all the time. Yes. Yeah. I mm-hmm. listen to podcasts in the shower all the time. It, it, it does sound weird when you're like, Hey, I was in the shower with Elsie and, and, you know, Jess this morning listening to she podcast, but I, I love it. I really do. I, I have this JBL for the shower and then I have it's, it's downstairs, but I have this little tube thing that has some kick butt bass. I've taken that with me to uh, if I'm doing a presentation, I don't know. I, I normally try to avoid having audio in my presentation. I just think it's boring to listen to stuff unless it's really engaging audio. But I remember I was in a room, uh, like a classroom of about 20 people and just took the output jack into this thing. And it was super loud enough to to fill the room because they didn't have a PA. It was just me on my voice and then this thing for that. So it's it's all, you know, it, it works. So, but those are my two favorite speakers. And I'm I do know that the one you get at the everything's a dollar store, any kind of electronics in that store is usually mm, not not that great. I also <laughs> I also get what you pay for is that I, what you're saying? I also bought these Pro Buds, yeah, uh, at Walmart for ten bucks. They look just like earbuds, like the the wire ones, and they're they're not bad. But it is funny every now and then. Like yesterday, I was walking around eating banana outside, and every time I took a bite. It somehow messed up the earbuds. They would, they would lose. They wouldn't pair anymore or something. It's it's kind of fun. Every now and then, one ear will get like, I don't know, forty milliseconds behind the other. So you have this cool spatial surround sound echo going on in your head. But they were ten bucks versus the two hundred fifty for Pro Buds, which everybody I know says you know Pro Buds from Apple really do sound great. But anyway, Mark is saying yeah, guests are almost all older and use phones. 
Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Squadcast gets to iOS soon. Yeah, remember when that meant they use these? They they use corded phones. Yeah. <laughs> the old people now, like we're saying, oh, they're old people. They all use iPhones. They're so old. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I um, the guy on the podcast review show that's coming out Monday, he was on his microphone and he had his guest dial in via phone to a Zoom call, and mm. I was surprised it it was phone which usually just is, you know, I'm, I, if you can avoid it, but it really didn't sound that, I think as long as one person is on a microphone to give you a break from the nails on a chalkboard that is phone. And they'd also, he had a producer or a editor that had kind of massaged it a little bit to try to add some low end to it and take out some of the harshness and things like that, you know, but the, yeah, speaking of our, still an awesome supporter, Jim Harold over at podlords.com has the, as an interview, with Zach from uh, Squadcast. So, but, and then <laughs> Craig is saying, I usually only use mine for wet, wet, wet to the water boys. There you go. Talking about speakers in the shower. Yeah, that is the JBL clip three, I believe is what this is. This might actually be the clip two. I'm sure they have a three or four. How much? Do you remember how much uh, you paid for that? I, I want mm, I don't, because what I did is I went into, there's a really bad thing they do at Verizon you can go into Verizon and buy things and you don't pay for it. They just add it to your bill. Mm. And so you end up paying. And then if you want, you can uh, kind of, you can pay part of it. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's yeah. So that's, I walked in and was like, oh, that's, that's a scary. It's almost like 90 days, same as cash kind of thing. So 50 bucks, I think is what, is yeah. what uh, Daniel said. Yeah. But I, I, what I also love about this too, is if I'm walking around the house, I can clip this to my belt, my belt, like I wear a belt, a belt loop. <laughs> And just, I'll leave my phone wherever. And my apartment isn't that huge, but I can pretty much walk anywhere and I never lose the signal. And it really comes in. I I like that as well, especially if I'm cooking rather than earbuds, especially, I mean, I don't know why people always say, Dave, do you actually have ears? I do. They're, they're covered with a bunch of hair right now, but there are times when I get tired of wearing headphones and I'm like, Oh, when I I met you in person, I was like, you have ears. (laughs) Cause I never see them. You always have headphones on every time I see you. Yeah. Arnie says he did have a review where they dogged me out for horrible audio from a phone. I, I have, I don't do many interviews on the logical weight loss show, but I had one, I think I've told the story before and she was calling from an RV in Arizona and refused to turn off her air conditioning because it was like 90 degrees out, which I get, but I should have rescheduled and silly me. I was like, I can RX seven, the sound of the air conditioning out and I did, but it just sounded like she was in a can and, you know, it's like nobody wants to listen to 40 minutes of Charlie Brown's, you know, teacher. I just didn't know. <laughs> that just didn't work. No, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And you know, it's, it seems like the more important the interview, the worse their audio is. They're just, and they're not, I hear people all the time, like, no, they're not going to do this. You know, you might be talking to their assistant or something along those lines. And you're like, Hey, is there any way I could get him to wear a headset? And they're like, Nope. Yeah. There are like, some people. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm Dave. I've been surprised during this time, you know, during this pandemic time. Oh, uh, hey, we made it. We made it almost all the way through the show without mentioning the, <laughs> without mentioning that. Sorry. Sorry. I brought it up. Dang it. Um, almost. And I'm surprised how resistant people are to wearing you know, to, to improving their audio by wearing, we, we gave them headphones and, you know, we gave them really nice ones and we're like, where, where I'll ask him, Hey, where's your headset? Oh, I left it. I left it at the office. Like, why did you, why did you bring it home? That's the whole idea. And like, no, I don't really like wearing it. 
And you're like, well, don't, I don't like listening to you. So, you know, stop. If you don't like it and I don't like listening to you, I guess we're done with this conversation. So it's just, it's, it's crazy how people feel. They feel really self-conscious about wearing a headset with a boom. Yeah, there are, it's weird. The the mayor of Akron does these town hall meetings and he said, there are people that are not wearing masks because they don't like the way they look. I know. And he was, it was so fun to watch him not just go, Oh, come on. I know. Which was pretty fun. Jeez Louise. Make (laughs) a, make a statement with it. Put your podcast across the front. Something. Yeah. Oh my Uh, gosh. Well, Hey, sorry. Sorry. I brought it up. That's all right. Coming up. We're so close. That's all right. It's still here. Coming up in post show. We're going to talk about lavalier microphones. That's something that came up this week. And is it worth it to make your, your audience more, relaxed. So we might, that was a question that came up and I've also found it's hard to find an, a lavalier mic that works XLR to a, a zoom six. It's not hard. I mean, there's tons, but they're like 200 bucks. And I was like, Hmm. So well, maybe we'll hit that topic. And when we get into uh post show, and of course, if you want to be part of the post show, just go to ask the podcastcoach.com slash awesome. If you are listening to this, not live. If you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash ask, you can leave a question there and we will play it in a future episode. Jim, what's coming up on the average guy.tv? Going to post it as soon as we're done here today. Let Rich Hay comes back on. He's a buddy of the show. We talk a lot of things Microsoft. So for that's part of our community. We spend a lot of time talking about what they're doing. So if you want to join in that conversation, the average guy.tv. Nice. And I believe this week I am posting the episode. I can't decide if I'm going to do this now or after I do the class, but I interviewed somebody from Mighty Networks and I'm taking a course with them and I might wait. So if it's not the Mighty Networks lady, it's the guy from a soccer show that is doing podcasting full time and he has a lot of great tips. I might go with him, but thanks so much to the chat room. Jim, 28 people are in our chat room. That's, That's amazing. That's pretty great. That's pretty uh, great. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. Everybody stick around. We'll be doing some post show in 12 seconds. 